Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, an emergency uh, Blazers edition of uh, Small Ball Market, everyone's favorite podcast dedicated to news and discussions around the small market teams of the NBA. My name is Zach Reglin, and joining me, as they ever do every week, are uh, my my fantastic co-hosts, Wyatt Reglin and Cody Cook. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. How, how are you guys doing? Uh, uh, do I need to say any more than just Damian Lillard? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how we're all feeling. Wyatt? <laughs> well, and that'll that'll be the pot. Uh, see you guys next week. Follow us on all of our social. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised. Okay, okay. Just... First things, we're this podcast is going to be kind of slow. We don't have that much to talk about. Yeah, no, I mean nothing. Nothing real of real importance happened tonight. Nothing um, really happened. It was kind of a boring night in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If for any any particular reason. Someone listening to this doesn't know what we're talking about right now. Damian Lillard just uh, ended the series. You have to be an idiot if you don't fucking know what's going on right now. Exactly. But Damian Lillard just ended the Oklahoma City Thunder season in five games. No, guys, don't look at it. No, we ended their franchise. That's fucking done. Don't look at it like that. Look at it as there's a new owner of the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) But... Damian Lillard just ended Oklahoma City's season on a 37-foot game winner where he just pulled up from there. That was the shot he wanted. It was like a sidestep. At the buzzer. In Paul George's face. I want to start this off by saying, was that better than Houston? Yes. Also, well, also capped off a 50-point night for those who, uh, yeah. There's but, so much going on right now. I need to talk about what Paul George is saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. So, all right. I'll, we'll answer your why. Yeah. I'll answer your question why. And uh, yes, that is better than the Houston shot. And I've told you guys the reasoning on this already is that um, the Houston series that the play wasn't called for Lillard. It was uh, it was a play that was designed for Lamarcus. Uh, Lillard just pretty much caught the ball. Lillard just happened to get open, and Batum just went fuck it, give him the ball. And Lillard just caught it, shot it, hit the game winner. It's a cool. Uh, This one tonight, he's like, Blazers had a timeout at this point. They could have called it to like hold for the game winner. They decided, no, we're going to run this out. And that holds, that even holds more weight when you, when you bring in the fact that Terry Stotts is one of, if you know, I'll even, I'll just say he is the best coach in the NBA when it comes to getting open looks straight out of timeouts. He is probably yeah. the best coach in the NBA when it comes to play calling out of timeouts. Hold he's, on. Yeah, he's a very good at that. What? Here's a statistic. Okay, so I got to start this for context. Paul George on defending deep on the deep game winner by Damian Lillard. That's a bad shot. I don't care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. But hey, he made it. That story won't be told that it's a bad shot. You live with that. Rachel Nichols responded with that. Dame was four of six from 30 plus feet tonight. Bitch. Um, <laughs> Damian Lillard was eight of 12 on shots from 30 plus feet in the series. Every other player in the NBA is six for 38. Compi- it, was literally, it was literally the first shot of the series that he took. Yeah. And buried that one too. Yeah. Like he buried that. Like you knew what you were going into on the first, like at the start of the series. 
and he 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 has the audacity to say that that's a bad shot. You know, it's really just him making an excuse that he should have been defending it. You want to you want to know what's funny? Better in that Damian Lillard has hit more game winners in his tonight than Paul George has hit in his entire career. That, uh, yeah, at least in the playoffs. Like that was like I remember they talked about. Oh wait, yeah, no. was that statistic a few years ago? Just his game winners in general. Yeah, he's only ever had one. He had one more <laughs> this year. He had one against Houston. Okay, like, two okay, weeks two, ago okay, in two, the regular sorry, season. Sorry. Okay, cool. That's as many uh, series winners as Davis had. I Mitch. have to give some. I have to give some credit to Paul George. The dude played. I don't. out of his mind tonight. I don't have he was to give him any credit. 20. No, fuck that. I don't have to give him any credit. Okay, you know what he could have done? He could have gone into that press conference and, and just fucking gave Dame all the props in the world, you know. But instead, what does he do? He tries. He tries to downplay what what happened and and tries to make it look like it wasn't his fault. And yeah, that, that was shit. a fluke. That it was yeah. a fluke. When he's been busting that ass for weeks, baby, and, <laughs> and he, it they're just they're just so classless. They're so fucking annoying. And I'm so glad that I got to see Damian Lillard bomb a 37 footer in Paul George's face, and then wave goodbye to Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Fatty Boy Felton and Billy Donovan and all those assholes from OKC. Fuck all tapping of you. His ri- tapping his wrist in Game Three. You know what? And I, I just want I just want to say one more thing in regards to the shit talking that went on in the series. We won game one. Nobody said anything. We weren't talking trash. We won game two. We weren't talking trash. One game two by twenty, by the way. By twenty. <laughs> no one was talking shit. No one was no one was being anything extra. And then and then Dennis Schroeder, Paul George rocking the baby. Dennis Schroeder tapping the wrist. Paul George doing his whatever the fuck he did. I don't know. He's he's just kind of a the cherry it. on top. Dunk it. Yeah, dunking yeah, it. Dunk it, it, it expires. Damian Lillard takes the high ground. The Trailblazers take the high ground. We go. We go up three games to one. Nobody's talking shit. We say we still have business to handle. The only shit talking that was done by Damian Lillard throughout the series was the wave goodbye after he bombed a 37-footer in Paul George's face for the win. That is the classiest fucking trash talk you will ever see in the NBA. You kind of clap back tonight. Yeah, he let his trash talk flow during the press conferences tonight. He, he, uh, you can tell he had all this like pent-up anger. That you know what, but that just, like, that, just, that speaks volumes to his character and his leadership. He doesn't... You don't come out and be premature like Russell Westbrook after winning one game. You don't come out and be premature like Dennis Schroeder. You handle your business and then you talk the shit once the business is taken care of. Here's a quote yeah. from Damian Lillard that Casey Holdall tweeted. Said he's been busting my ass for years. That, was, that wasn't true for one and this was the moment of truth. This was the perfect platform and opportunity for him to prove it and you see what happened. <laughs> Damian Lillard's the second best point guard in the league. That, yeah, that facts. Like, at, at who's this better? Rate, who's you better? can't argue Russ Curry. is better anymore. That's it. Like Steph, that's it. Like honestly, oh. he's the only one who I could say is like definitively better because I mean he just and has Blazers the beat the Warriors. <laughs> we're gonna buy those. We're gonna go buy those Western Conference Finals tickets now. Oh, no, no, we're, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, but, uh, it, it, on that topic, I'm just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love 
I, I, you both know I'm a pro- huge proponent of shit talking. I fucking love trash talk. I think it's an important part of the game, but I'm just so ready for just a nice, classy, hard, <laughs> like a, like a hard fought series, but with like a classy organization and a classy team in either the Spurs. The Spurs. It's gonna be the, if we play the Spurs, it's going to be the bo- most boring fucking series. But at least not I mean, at least gonna it's going to be a good hard-fought series and not just the barrage of shit talk and media that you get from OKC. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, Whether it's Denver or OKC, uh, or uh, San Antonio. And at this rate, it seems like it's going to be Denver. Yeah, like, they, which they I wanted San handily. Antonio for... Obvious reasons, but yeah, I I want what we want home court. We also kind of want an opportunity to beat Aldridge in the playoffs so he can come back. (laughs) But we like that would feel really good. But under the assumption that we play Denver right now, that like that's a good good series. That's a really good series. It's going to be six or seven. It's going to be the least talked about of like the series because I mean, listen, look at the other series that are going to happen we're going to buck celtics which is crazy like that get, that series is going to be amazing Raptors, toronto sixers. toronto sixers houston golden state in the second Ooh. round like oh, th- this is i think i saw mark stein tweeted it out he said uh this is going to be the best second round in nba history that's what he called it that probably and i don't disagree with him <laughs> it's this is, it's loaded. Uh, and, and anything just, can like, happen. Like I'm just so glad that we punched our ticket. It feels I could so see, good right I now. I could see Blazers winning. I could see Denver winning. I could see Houston winning. I could see Golden State winning. I could see, I all almost, these yeah. teams have a have a pathway to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals. Actually, yeah. all these teams have a pathway to the finals. Yeah, honestly, like obviously the person, the team on the side, anyone who has to face Golden State is going to have a tough time making it. And obviously Golden State's the clear favorite, but uh, anyone in the East can win it right now, dude. There's like all four teams that are left. Like I, you can make an argument for each team going to the finals. Yeah, especially especially with the way the Celtics have peaked lately. Yeah, no, the Celtics, get, they, they've hit a stride. Like they, they look really good. Of course... Indiana's not that good. Like that guys, team's not very good. Who are you guys but, rooting for out of the East? I'm rooting for the Bucks. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Bucks too. I think yeah, I think the Bucks would be the most fun. I think who do wait? Uh, I'm getting way too out of it. Like in a miracle opportunity that Portland makes it to the finals, who would you want to play? Toronto. Yeah. No, Toronto, I wouldn't want to play Toronto. Toronto. Cantor won't play. I think obviously, obviously the one I would want would be the Celtics. Yeah, I think Celts too. I think about the Sixers. What? Really? No, d- they have no spacing, dude. And Blazers are all spacing. That's true. My thing that I have to say is I don't think we have a stopping thing for Joel Embiid without Nurk. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He would feast that whole series, but. He'd get 40 and 20, but then nobody else would play good. Yeah. Darren but... Ben Simmons to shoot a jumper outside of 10 feet. Getting way too ahead of ourselves. As of, as of right now, though, I feel like the Blazers could like. I feel like if if you were to take any of those teams aside, you know, no, I'll just say if you take any of those teams and you and we play them in the finals, we have a possibility to win. We could be any any 
any of those teams the in a seven game I series. I do not want to play out of all of them would be the Bucks. Oh, Bucks are so good, dude. They scare the living crap out of me. Nobody that can stop Giannis. There's just no one in the NBA who can stop him. It's like it's ridiculous. Um, but going a little back, so you guys would rather play San Antonio in the second round, correct? Yes. Like, Main, mainly because of home court. Yeah, like I, I obviously I don't want to wish for anything because anytime I wish for something, then uh, it always comes and blows up in my face. It's looking like it's going to be Denver, but I think Which, it's going to be Denver. But The same thing blew up in OKC's face, too. We were the team they wanted. Their fans talked so much like, oh, 4-0 in a regular season? Guess that's an easy playoff win for us. <laughs> well, they were making Here fun we of are. us on the last, game, the last day of the season because they were like, Portland's really tanking so they don't have to see OKC in the first round. Then we won, and then they started making fun of us because... The Anthony Simons game. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, be like- you realize you realize if if Anthony Simons doesn't have that game and we don't come back and beat the Kings, this never happens. None of this yeah, happens. Come back from thirty-one down. Oh my just, fucking god! I just have to say, like, no matter what happens from here on out, this has been like the most fun Blazer season I have ever watched. Like, this is Honestly, just been yeah, we were so all- fun and entertaining the entire we were all- year. Yeah, yeah, we were all toddlers when uh they last made the when they made it to the Western Conference Finals in 2000. So we kind of are in a weird state of Blazers fans. It's like we grew up on like a bad Jail Blazers team and we were all like kind of like coming of age when well, we the... didn't we didn't really watch Jail Blazers growing up. Me and Zach at least didn't because it was like they weren't nobody wanted to watch them. And then I think when I really started watching the Blazers was when Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy era. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like, all of us kind of, like, came of age in the Brandon Roy era. And that was, like, and that was the, like, that was the fun team to watch. And then, uh. And Damien's just taking it to a new level. And it's, like, the Houston series where we made it to the second round for the first time in 14 years after Dame hit that. That was the, like, that team was super fun as well. But it was, like. That just, that holds a special spot in my heart. A Houston shot, but this was this this team. This feels this team feels more fun. They feel like like this team's more exciting, most definitely, because those other teams were led by Aldridge and uh, I love like Lamarcus holds a special place in my heart for what he did for the Blazers over his time. Like even though he did his uh, even though he left the team, but he was a boring star. Like everyone knew that. Like that's not it. Like that's not a uh, secret. Mid-range jumpers. Lillard is exciting. He's a better leader. So, so let me just ask you this. Hmm. It, I, know, I know my answer. The, this shot tonight, does this make Damian Lillard the best trailblazer of all time? It's it's. I want to say yes. I think he's it's number extreme, two. Like, I, think, I think he's behind Clyde. So? I think I think I think he's the most talented. I think he's going to be. He's going to pass Clyde in points at some point. Like as long as he stays I, on yeah. our team, it's just it's just a matter of time. By the end, statistically, he will be the best Blazer of all time. It's it all depends on like what he does in like postseason play too, though. Because I mean, we have Bill Walton who won an MVP, won a championship, was a Finals MVP, and then we have Clyde Drexler who was consistently an MVP candidate. 
and, uh, and made the finals twice. He didn't win, but he made it to the finals twice. Damian Lillard is up for the Supermax extension this offseason, D- and you sign him to that. You should, like, I saw a tweet that said you sign him to the Supermax extension at halftime tonight. Yeah, no, like, if you, you can... sign him now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, by the time his contract's going to be up, he's, like, 32 or whatever. You give him that money, like, just because of he what he's done it. for this team. He deserves everything that we want to give him, like. How many years does I... he have left, too? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe till 2021. His... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you you do whatever you can to keep that guy in a Blazers uniform. Even though, no matter how many times he's stated that he wants to be with the franchise for, but yeah, like everything about like Lillard, he's my favorite play. He's my favorite player of all time. Like that's like he's he's past Brandon Roy as my favorite player of all time at this point. It's just larger sample size. I just am so happy now because Game Six was scheduled for Thursday. And now we get to watch Endgame without any interruptions of the Blazers. Because <laughs> Dave ended reactions. the game. Wah, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why that was the worst thing I've ever heard. Please edit that out. No, it's, oh, it's no, staying in. It's it, too good. But, yeah. But I got to ask you guys this. Where do the thunder go from here? Blow the whole thing up. You have like, to, right? Rebuild around. Trade somebody. At the very least, at the very least, Billy Donovan's fired. Yeah, for sure. And I think he knows that. Did you see his post game press conference? I think he knows he's gone. He seemed, yeah, he seemed like he knows he's done too. Um, This this OKC team was too good to have lost in the first. And that's the thing. It's like, what do you? I don't think Russell Westbrook creates a winning culture on any basketball team that he's on. Yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not a hot take by any means. It's very uh, agreed upon by a lot of people that it's just like, it's just, he's, he's such, he's such a weird player. Like, we've all, we've all like ridden the rust train. We've all been fans of him before. We've like, like he's always changed. He's legitimately changed his demeanor and his presence in the league. Yeah. Like I feel, yeah, he like 2017. He everyone was on his side, and he and he single handedly has turned himself into the bad guy. Into the bad, yeah. He's he's now a bad guy to this team. Now he like just the way that he plays in the playoffs has people going. Oh, I see why Durant left. Which that's got to be shitty to see when it's a guy who's for for years has been like undisputably considered to be a, like mm-hmm. a top three point guard in the league a top five player in the league like a borderline top five player in the league guys and you have someone like durant not wanting to play with him two but, minutes you know? ago you know that george quote that he said about how that was a bad shot by lillard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lillard just tweeted back at it saying lol <laughs> God damn, man! I t- I love Dame just flexing now. I feel it's it's so nice. You just let you you just let the game do the talking, man. Yeah, and uh, once you do it, then you talk all the shit. God damn right. Yeah, but 
do you think that Oklahoma City would trade Russell Westbrook? I think they have to strongly consider it at this point. Well, I, 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 what I heard them say on the Bill Simmons podcast, they're not going to openly say it, but they're going to secretly shop him. Like that's they're like gonna, his they don't, not saying that it's going to actually happen, but you have to do it in secret and see I feel what like you can do for him. Yeah. I feel like you have to at least test the waters. But that's the thing is after after this, he has obviously he has some trade value, but he has non favorable trade value when it comes I mean, to the Thunder. He's still a top ten player. There are a lot of teams who would give up a lot for him. That's the thing though. There's Phoenix. been a lot of to- there's been there's been a lot of top ten players throughout the course of the league that no people don't want on their team because they're assholes. They're just locker room cancers, you know? I feel like Thunder fans would turn on the organization if he, they did that. Yeah, that's a sure way out to get the Thunder to move back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> they should do it. That's uh, what they should do. But I mean, what do like you... They're in, they're in cap room hell. Yeah, exactly. Like, they can't yeah, make any moves weird. this offseason. Like, what do you do? Do you trade Steven Adams? Like, do you... I feel like at the very least they have to do that. Like, because I, I love Steven Adams and I love what he brings to that team. But at this, like, he, you're paying so much money to him and you're getting, you're not getting out of the first round. My only question is Steven Adams was kind of feasting in this series. Why didn't they keep going to him? I think he got into foul trouble a lot. Yeah. And, he did get into uh, foul trouble quite a bit. Yeah. And. On obviously, when you have Russ and Paul George, two ISO heavy players, and they're both going to take twenty shots a game, right? Like, there's only like, there's only so much you can give him. And even even then, if you looked at it when the Blazers were coming at it from a defensive standpoint, you play tight on uh, Westbrook and you play tight on Paul George, and on those screens, the the big man was was hedging up a lot higher, coming up a lot higher, which would leave Steven Adams open a lot. But, you know, you you have the big man come up and sort of trap or double, and you just live with Steven Adams. If if someone's yeah. there to cut off the passing lane or get a contest on his, on his layup or his shot, that's fine. But you live with Steven Adams being the one to beat you as opposed to Paul George or Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it was kind of like having yeah. Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson shooting the corner threes. Yeah, and like exactly. And, open. and it's like... And the one game they shot lights out, they won. But they they're not yeah. good enough to consistently do that. As and that was the problem with the Blazers last year, is they for the Pelicans forced players other than Dame and CJ to beat them, and we didn't have the players to do that. And this year we did. This year we did. Yeah, and absolutely. Dame and CJ just played much, much, much better. I mean, CJ was uh, CJ was almost taken out. Was basically taken out of the game for the first half because. He got three fouls in the first quarter. Yeah, and I'm giving him cre- I'm giving him a lot of credit. Like Dame hit the last couple shots. CJ brought us back. Oh yeah. Like he like he was like Dame was distributing well and he was getting guys. But in terms of like scoring, CJ was the one who hit all these shots to bring us back. Well, he- and I'm giving him a like he had an amazing series. This last game was a bit of a dud, but. His series was so good. You know, and that just that also speaks volumes to the culture and the coaching and the leadership that we have on the Blazers teams because a lot a lot of teams in the league, CJ or whoever it would be on the other team, would get quick three quick fouls and say, Oh, I'm staying in the game or I'm trying to play through it. But you know, CJ 
understands and trusts in his team enough to go sit on the bench, put in, have Stotts put in Seth Curry or Rodney Hood and have them fill that role for the time being. You know, and even when the yeah, even when the team was ice cold tonight, we haven't even brought up the fact that Damon thirty four points and a half tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like that's go off. Like that's unheard of. That's it's, that uh, the, he broke his uh the team's franchise record for points and a half. He broke his own yeah, record. He, yeah, he had the record himself, <laughs> and he yeah, and he um the second and it was. Uh, just a few points less from the highest scoring playoff half in NBA history. Charles Barkley had 38. Oh, that would have been so sick. Yeah, we didn't have Barkley talking about it after. Mm. <laughs> but it was, yeah, this this was just like it was one of the craziest games that you'll that we've like ever seen. As a, even before the shot, it was one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Just gotta always believe. Yeah. Dame's got that comfortable range. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other yeah. thing. Dame called it comfortable range at the end. That that's the contrast between his and Paul George. Paul George called it a bad shot. Dame said it's comfortable. <laughs> also, Wob tweeted that they should put comfortable range on a T-shirt. I've already bought it. It's not even out there yet, but it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> if I find a shirt that says comfortable range on it, I'm buying it immediately. I mean, come on now. I mean, I'm going to name my first child after Lillard now. <laughs> Which I mean, one? Are you giving him his first name? Or are you giving him one of his middle names? No, his na- no, 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 no. His name's, <laughs> my son's name is going to be Logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this kid, that, that was just crazy. I guess that's all there is to say about it, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were just going to do a quick one tonight to just we just had to get some stuff off our chest about uh the Blazers because goddamn last year was frustrating and a top and the, this makes last year worth it. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, We'll be keeping everything updated on the playoffs as things start to go along. Round two will be starting. Most of the series are decided right now outside of Denver, San Antonio. Huge thing we got this done tonight. Now we have a huge rest. Like, we're going to have, yeah. like, I think, almost like a week off, I think. Yeah, in fact, isn't Denver, San Antonio the only one still going? I hope it goes seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, Warriors Clippers play tomorrow. Yeah, it's a formality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a formality. It's good. But um We want this series to go seven so bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we w- uh we'd like to thank you guys for uh tuning in to this uh quick emergency episode of Small Ball Market. We'd like you to uh subscribe to uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us at Small Ball Market. We will be keeping up on stuff definitely with uh the playoffs going on and blazers in round two baby feeling good but uh yeah we will uh talk to you wait, guys wait, wait, wait. i just gotta say it it's shout out you know shout out to the shans because as always today was a great day to be a blazer <laughs>